everyone, it's Roger here from What's On at Disney Plus. It's time for our weekly podcast. Um, this week we're going to be talking all about general entertainment. I'm also going to be talking about this week's episode of The Mandalorian plus Chang Can Dunk and much more. But before we go into any of that, quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe here on YouTube. You can also subscribe on the audio platforms as well. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, etc. Join our Facebook group. We have over 215,000 members, so feel free to join in the conversation over there. Right, let's jump into a few bits of news before we bring in James to um, do this week's um, main topics. So a couple of quick things. First off, um, Avatar has been announced. It's going to be coming to digital platforms on the 28th of March. So that includes like um, Voodoo. You've also got like Amazon. Now this looks to be like a shift that we are going to see much more happening um, this year um, during the recent Morgan Stanley conference call. Um, Bob Iger did say they're going to be kind of returning a little bit more to Windows. I suspect we would not be getting a Disney Plus release for Avatar for a little bit longer. Um, I think we'll probably see this happening with Ant-Man and films moving on from now on. We're going to see them trying to make more money from films um, by doing this. And following really what other studios have been doing, Universal have been doing this quite um, often where they release everything on digital very quickly um, before putting it onto Peacock. I think we're going to see something similar to that. Basically, Bob, I guess said they don't really see a huge amount of um, benefit from releasing them early. So things like releasing about 45 days i think we aren't going to see that one on major titles we might still see it on some of the like smaller titles that maybe like from national geographic and search like but not from those big ones we're also probably going to see a lot less films just in general going to disney plus once the initial ones that they've announced um have been released because it'll be tied up with contracts and stuff i'm going to talk about um the the big results or sorry the big information that came out of the Morgan Stanley one in a little bit more detail next week. I'll also obviously be answering your questions on Sunday's Q&A. But um, because we've pre-recorded the, the our general topic this week before that call, um, I, I'll leave that on there. Because I think now I want to have a bit of a discussion with James about a lot of this stuff. So I thought we'll, we'll hold on to that one. A couple of other quick bits of um, news before we jump into that one. Um, Peppa Pig has been announced. That one's now been released here in the UK and in 19 different countries around Europe. Um, this is actually a show made by, um, it's now owned by Hasbro. It was um, an independent UK company and they sold it a few years ago. Now this is a big deal really because it's kind of in some way a little bit like what we've seen with Bluey, bringing in a massively popular preschool show which will really kind of get people watching. Um, yeah, they're getting, they got six seasons here in the UK. I don't think this is going to be happening everywhere, but um, Hasbro have been kind of leasing stuff to um, Disney. There's a new show as well that they announced this week um, that's also um, coming to Disney Plus later this month. So there's a lot of lot of interesting things coming in. Um, but yeah, so that, that one's a cool one. I think we've actually started seeing a lot of content being removed from Disney Plus here in the UK. A lot of the licensed stuff that they did with like Studio Canal. We've been seeing lots of, and I think we're going to see a lot less of that going forward. Um, also, as well, this past week, we have had it um, confirmed. We, we got the first trailer for Renovations, which is coming out on the 12th of April with Jeremy Renner kind of renovating with a team, four big, like, American high school buses. And kind of one's going to think it was in India, one's in uh, Mexico, and then two in the US. And it's all kind of hygiene. I mean, for me, this is not really a show that um, I'd want to watch. It's uh, I am going to give it a go because I like Jeremy Renner. I'll, um, see how it happens, but 
it's in some ways it's very feel good, but also it kind of is one of those weird things of like, well, let's be honest, the team is doing all the work, and Jeremy Renner just walks in and goes, Look what I did. And then, so, yeah, that's you kind of see where I'm going with that one. Um, also, as well, it's funny with those American high school buses because I know when I was, I, I've only ever been on one, and that was actually was down in um, Nicaragua. And they have a load of school buses, and the only way to get around was in. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of iconic for a lot of people around the world to see these buses. So I'm looking forward to seeing what everyone thinks of that one there. Um, also, this past week, we did get um, the new Miley Cyrus. There was a special live presentation, or not really a live one, but it was um, aired at a different time. It went out last, late last night, our time, about six o'clock. I did watch it. Um, a couple of the performances I thought was pretty cool with her just standing on top of the rooftop singing. Um, if you like Miley Cyrus, um, it's cool. There's also like bits in between each song where she talks about Maddow. I, I kind of fast forwarded that. <laughs> it's just a bit like, well, I don't really. I, I always find that kind of thing where musicians are talking about um, what how they do it and stuff. It, it, it doesn't. I I don't. I don't really. It doesn't hit me the same way. Um, also happened to watch this past week, the new Bono and the Edge U2 documentary. That's coming out next Friday. So I'll go into a little bit more detail on next week's podcast. Um, but now the review embargo is up. Um, I enjoyed it. If you like U2, you're definitely going to enjoy it. Lots of history. Um, lots of live performances and stuff. Maybe not on part of what we maybe would have expected. Um, for, but obviously they, they're getting on a little bit, you know. So they did it in a different way because there was only two of them rather than all four members. That's why it's just Bono and the Edge because the other two um, aren't involved. So they kind of did it like, I wouldn't say acoustically, but they brought in like um, an orchestra and stuff and did it at very different arrangements. Very cool. If you like you too, so check that one out. But we're going to that one a little bit more next week. Well, on that, let's now bring in James. And like I said, we're going to talk about um, general entertainment. We'll also be talking about The Mandalorian, um, Chang Can Dunk, and much more. But before we do that, quick bit of housekeeping. Um, big thank you to our patrons and YouTube channel members, including Dana, DJ Frosttop, Ben, Tim, Chuck, David, Mamoud, Raphael, Rookie, My VCR Still Works, Bina, Joshua, and Martin. And also we've got um, on Patreon, we've got Babak, Paul, Daniel, Erogy, Khalid, Red Marsman, Cody, Jacob, Darren, Lauren, Sarah, The Juice, and Angie. Thank you so much for your support. Really does make a lot of difference. If you become a patron or YouTube channel member, you get to take part in the weekly Q&As, get a little shout out every single week on here, plus you get your name at the end of the shows if you're above the $5 level. Okay, so let's bring James in now, and then we're going to jump into today's top topic um so basically the restructuring of disney and what what's happening what what we think's happening etc so obviously with bob Iger coming back at the end of 2022 he said he was going to be restructuring and kind of dismantling the disney media um, entertainment division he has done so they then announced that there's going to be three separate divisions we have disney entertainment which is all the films and all the television Disney Plus, you have ESPN, which is ESPN, ESPN Plus, and sports channels, and then you have theme parks, cruises, merchandise, all over here. Um, so now we have this coming in, and we've kind of seen um, last week uh, Dana Walden, who is the head of the television division. Um, she basically put out um, a memo to staff and kind of reorganized Disney. So I'm just going to go through some of the basics here. So first off, um, Octave Collective remains a huge priority for them. That is um, basically their diversity shows. We're making lots of shows like Unprisoned, which come out this week. We've also got um, other shows in there like uh, Reasonable Doubt. So they're going to be pushing that more. Um, so uh, 
Tyra Duncan is now going to be running that division solely. So she was running Freeform. That Freeform has now been pushed over to the people running ABC. But we're going to get on to Freeform a little bit more later on. Uh, Courtney Monroe, who was in charge of in charge of National Geographic content, she is now in charge of National Geographic. She's now in charge of the magazine content strategy. They both will now report to John Landgraf, who is the head of FX. So FX, he's now beginning more management responsibility of other brands, which is kind of interesting to see um, them kind of give him more responsibilities. Um, we're also now seeing Io Davis um, working more with um, uh, Craig, who runs the streaming division, kind of essentially it feels like Disney Channel and Disney, like all of this stuff is all coming together. So we're going to kind of circle back on that a little bit later. Deborah O'Donnell is going to be running the leadership team for ABC, um, but also um, going to have Eric uh, Shiner. He's going to be doing all the original stuff internationally and lead and liaising with talented regional. So I want to break down like what's going on here um, and where we, I think some of this stuff's going in the future. They're obviously like restructuring to because now the focus is on these on the studios to create the good content. Some of this stuff is I think we're getting away from the idea now of the, the old ways of that's linear and this is Disney Plus and Hulu. We're kind of getting to this point now of like look now it's just that is television. <laughs> you know we we need to get away from the idea of that's yours and that's mine. Um, and this has led to essentially like Disney Plus becoming, it's no longer kind of got its own division in some ways. It's now they are just feeding off of all the studios and they are putting out what they want. So rather than Disney Plus like they used to would be like they have their own content creation team and they'd be like, we want to show on this from you and we want this and we want this. Now it's kind of moving away from that. And now it's like each studio, each division is now like making their own content. And it's going to Disney Plus, or it's, and then they make a little bit of decision of where they. Most of the time, I think we're going to see now stuff shifting around between the between the two. But yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. What do you think of like Disney's like restructuring? What, what's going on right now? I mean, <laughs> restructuring in general is fairly common, so there's nothing specific to it. Uh, if you work in a corporation long enough, everything will restructure, including these kind of things. That said, I think this one was long overdue. I mean, we've been talking about this since before Disney Plus came out, which is, you know, the clear division between television and Disney Plus and kind of this, you know, if it's coming on the television, maybe also put it on Disney Plus, like you know, either yeah. day and date or, you know, within a reasonable time frame, a week, probably at the most. And the other way around too if it's a disney plus exclusive there's really no reason it can't eventually make its way over now we've seen this more frequently in the past uh couple of months like i think andor ended up on linear for a little bit and you know big shot and things like that can make it over so kind of merging them bringing it back keep them distinct because you still need someone who is focused on television you still need someone who's focused on disney plus because they are two different products but having them be a little more holding hands and working together would be the word better. i would use and this might be so platform agnostic you know the yes. kind of idea of less worried about where you put your content and just put the content out and now linear and, and streaming are kind of on par in terms of how many viewers it's like i mean i look at like some of the upcoming shows for like hulu so let's say something like how i met your father that would be great on abc 
mm-hmm. you could put that out there each week on ABC. You could put out things like um, you've got other shows coming out, like Tiny Beautiful Things. You've got um, Up Here, which we talked about last week. You know, you could put these things out weekly on ABC. And maybe some of the more serious stuff could go on the FX channel. You, it's just it's that thing of you are seeing them looking at it, going, "Well, we're making, we're spending all this content, but we're not utilizing it." In, and I think we are going to see more of that. We're definitely seeing it a lot. We're seeing it much faster on the Disney Channel side. That mm-hmm. seems to be re- the, where they're really speeding up the change. The, what we've seen in the last few weeks or last few months, even a drastic shift in um, how they are priority. It's no, don't doesn't no longer feel like because for a while Disney Channel would pe- the press releases wouldn't even mention Disney Plus. It was like a dirty, no, we don't, we don't do, <laughs> no, that's not us. And now it's like, we, we either do day and day or we do next, they'd started to do more next day on Disney plus. And sometimes as well, it's like, oh, we're going to do weekly episodes on this show, but we're dropping it all on Disney plus all at the same time. I think they still need to do some tweaks. And we saw it recently, like with the crossovers going to have the same issue coming up in a few weeks. They've got to sort out what they're doing because obviously internationally it doesn't make a bit of difference because we haven't even got the Disney Channel. But um, you are seeing it's just nice to see them. It's like, oh, you guys are actually starting to play together and actually use work as a company rather than kind of it felt a little bit like this is my division and this I get all the praise for this, so I'm not letting you have it. And like it seems to have moved away a little bit from that. And it needed to. I mean, it it is important for various corporate reasons like budget to to have a distinguishing line. This is content that was originally made for Disney plus. This is content that was made to go to the movie theater. This is content that's made to go to linear because you, you do need to know who to send the bill to and, and things like that. But the idea of, well, I footed the bill for the Mandalorian. So the Mandalorian is, is mine period. Uh, shouldn't exist anymore. It, it, they should be able to go, you know, we've got a slot to fill on, Thursday nights at seven o'clock um, on the Disney Channel. Let's throw the Mandalorian on there, or something along those lines. Obviously, uh, there have been no announcements about Mandalorian on linear, linear yeah. recently. Uh, don't take that. They, as sh- they showed the first. They showed the first episode on the on the day it came out. Right. Um, I don't. But it's like that kind of weird thing. Of like they ha- they have to get they, they Disney Plus needs some tent poles. It needs some prime original shows to get people to come over. Um, but they don't. But there's a lot of stuff that. Disney are putting that on all the linear networks. And it's like, it's like, say, for example, this month in March, a lot of people go, oh, the only thing they've got is like the Mandalorian. I'm like, well, well, they got the U2 and they've got Miley Cyrus, but also it's like, well, they're actually dropping in the Saturdays and the third season of, um, what is it? The Secrets of Sofa Springs. And they're dropping in Kiff and they're dropping in Moon Girl and Devil. There's actually like six or seven like Disney Channel shows, which are kind of dropping in all around the same time and you kind of look at it and go yeah they are putting out that original you know you look at netflix just puts everything on one platform so it's very much like look at, but disney's been so splintered and you're seeing it not just at disney other streaming services are doing the same thing of going yeah a lot of this is just like i would also say like legacy problems of like linear mm-hmm. and streaming and they're just trying to and also this is where they're making a lot of cuts and a lot of cost cutting is because they're kind of starting to go you know what? If we put this stuff together, we don't need to make as much, like you can make a third less or half as much because let's say with Disney Plus. So, like here in the UK, for example, you know, 
We're getting new episodes of Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, Alaska Daily. I think we're getting a Wu-Tang show. We're getting um, some international shows. We're getting, like, in some countries, they're getting Simpsons, Bob's Burgers. They're getting uh, Family Guy, uh, American Dads, The Great North. And this is just, like, sometimes on one day. <laughs> um, to the point where you're getting 10 to 15 new episodes on a and, can, and then someone goes, oh, they're not putting a lot on there. Like, there's a yeah. lot. <laughs> a lot. But it's because of how they're putting it out there. It's not grabbing that same attention as like, oh, no, they only put a Mandalorian episode up to the time. No, there was like 10, 12 shows that they put up, but it gets lost because of how it's being shown. And the more you, you see this on social media, the more you recognize that people do just kind of see what they want to see. Because you also, you, the other thing you'll see is like, Disney makes nothing but remakes. It's nothing but The Lion King and The Little Mermaid. And it's like, no, they make lots of originals. You just don't watch them because, you know, we had Encanto and um, uh, Turning That's Red Strange and World. Strange World and, and stuff like this. And they're, they're original movies. And but but that's that's the perception that people yeah. have. And it it's. Yeah, it's a bit frustrating to see those kind of things. You're like, oh, I, I no. be honest, I see this a lot because obviously, um, say for example, recently when Bob Iger said, "Right, well, we're going to do a Zootopia, a Frozen, and a Toy Story mm -hmm. sequel," boom, that, that one went mental. Yeah, so it, many. It's shit. They only make remakes. They only do this. They, they, no, the last ten movies have all been original. <laughs> the next three movies are all original. It's just the fact of. It, but the you know I see it all the time like a remake oh they just do well I've done I've done like ten other articles today about brand new stuff and nobody's even responded to it but the 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 re um you know something that we've seen before shoots up and it it is there is that element to it but it's it's just a strange phenomenon of what of how much Disney are putting in and I, I'm really hoping with the strategy of reorganizing them I I still think they need to make some more tweaks. I th um, there's been a lot of rumblings around uh, the idea of maybe 20th Television and ABC Studios kind of coming together, because as Bob Iger said, where's the differential between them? Where's the line of what is an ABC show to a 20th Television? Could you tell the difference? I know I couldn't. There is right. no, there's no yeah. yeah. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, yeah. especially in the states. I'll use some. United States specific examples, ABC, Fox, CBS, TNT, NBC, etc. I could drop a show onto any single one of those and it would not matter what station it's on. Just sure. There'll be some people like I watch this show that's already on ABC, like Grey's Anatomy, and I see advertisements for this show. Therefore, yeah. you know that. But that's the full extent of it. You know that they, they are all functionally the same beast with different owners. Whereas if you go. Ooh, this is an FX show. Uh, that gives me a distinct impression of, you know, this is going to be more mature. It's going to have probably more adult storylines. They might be able to curse in it, show some blood and guts and things like that. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like, you know, horror movie stuff, but you know, characters will die, things like that. FX has a very distinct feel to it, whereas Fox, ABC, NBC, they all feel the same. Yeah, and I think with FX because you've, you've seen it a lot already. Is whenever they put out a new show, or they put, they actually have like the name of the show, and they have the FX logo. The mm. FX brand is becoming a bit of um, you know, they are using that brand to just say what it is to kind of give you that finger. Oh, 
the bear it's fx bear or it's you know the reservation dog you, that fx logo instantly subconsciously will put that thing into your mind and I, this is going to be vital i think in the future for disney plus in the us of like it's not for kids it's not a kids brand this is this is the serious part of disney plus this is the and i think we're going to see it more with 20th century i think you're going to start seeing that they're already doing it a little bit on the logos i think we're going to see more of this between 20th television searchlight and fx they are going to go down that that national Geo where you're going to see that logo constantly popping up as their way of distinguishing a brand and i i abc kind of flies in that thing of like where it's very hard much and also abc's they can't use internationally the same way it's a little bit more tricky it's also very generic i mean ABC, generic, yeah. i know just you go into youtube and i just i want to find the abc channel abc and i get all this kids you know alphabet it just become or the australian broadcast company corporation it is quite it's very hard as a brand they can't they can't they probably can't even um trademark it it's it's a very difficult branding for them to use um yeah I wouldn't be surprised if if ABC and 20th Century kind of merged into a new brand at some point using neither of the names, but a, a new name that's, you know, um, search engine optimized and uh, distinctive and things like that. Not imminently, not yeah. like this year, but at some point I would I could see them both because, again, there's not too much of a distinction between the two and both of the names don't really evoke an image the way the only, FX does. The only thing I was thinking is, I didn't know if 20th television might be or 20th century right. might become like the general entertainment branding of Disney. So you see that movie, you see that as a new movie or you see it at the end of a TV show, da, 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 you know, and you instantly know then that that's like Disney's like family, you know, just it's in general, it's just, it's not for kids and that might be a better branding. Um, I the freeform brand is one that I just still can't understand. It's almost like again a legacy. They've got this television channel that they've got the problems getting rid of it. You know they've got to put the that there's a Christian element to it that they got at, um, with the Club Seven Hundred. There's an issue there with that. It's like, do you need freeform? The t the teenage market is not on linear. You know the, the the channel that this is made for just doesn't. This is not the core audience anymore. Um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. It did when Linear was the primary form of game things. It, it, it was another channel where you could go, this is the, this is the style of content on it. Almost Hallmark style, you know. Um, but I agree with you. Now it doesn't really have an identity and it it's kind of floundering around looking for what it should be doing. Yeah. Even for a little while, it, you know, it had a couple of Marvel shows on it. At least that drew attention to it. But those shows haven't been on for several years now. I don't... Yeah. I think they were all pre-COVID. Uh, well, a lot of the shows are like thing, you know, they are very like teenage, like twenty something. Like they're, they're obviously they're going for a target was, audience, but that that is an audience that have left linear, mm -hmm. and it just feels like that. That I mean, whether or not that's because that channel has been leaned in with somebody else, they've kind of take. It's almost feels like that one's maybe going because they've already kind of decided that it's. It, it might, might as well just make it an ABC plus one channel and just just chuck random stuff on there, um, rather than making originals. It's it's kind of tricky because it's you know they've got they've got to try and they've got to find each audience and stuff. But I think a streamlined television seems to be where they're going, and I think we're going to see. They've said about a more curated content. 
that might be a way of doing it. And if they can merge ABC and 20th together, they can really reduce the amount of shows. But also, and it's kind of funny recently, a show got sold to Netflix being made by 20th Television. And I think True Lies has been sold to CBS in the US. It's internationally on Disney. You know, they're doing it. They're starting to sell some of the stuff that they don't want to other platforms because, you know, it, it makes them money. I think we are going to see. I think we're going to see a streamlining event of them of what they're doing with the television side. And sometimes with those shows like True Lies, it's it's easier to just take a lump sum from uh, whichever provider they went through. I think it was CBS, like you said. Yeah. Um, to just take the lump sum rather than the well, we could potentially make more by putting it on Hulu, but we could also potentially make a lot less. And just like you know what, uh, here it is. Give us our money. Everyone's good to go. Right. Yeah. It's going to be, I think, I know there's been a lot of people, like the term, like losing general entertainment and making less of it. People like got into scared of like, oh, are they, you know, are they going to make as much as, you know, they're getting rid of, like, no, they're not getting rid of everything. And there's a lot of money in, but I feel like, I think they've realized they were making way too much and it didn't have the, the, the money behind it that they were hoping for. I think that's the key thing. They just aren't making as much money by making all these shows. Right. And money is going to be the driving factor of every single decision that Disney makes. It's it's not about uh, politics. It's not about beliefs. It's about money. Uh, mm. the, some of those things are intertwined, but at the end of the day, they will make the decision that makes them the most money, period. Or that they think will make them the most money. Obviously, you can't know in advance and they'll they'll adapt based on whether it meets projections or not. But yeah, uh, I wish it wasn't. But that's, yeah. that is just the way it is. I also think they are. I think they might. You might start seeing less like Hulu originals. I think we're going to see a bit less of that being um, put on there because they obviously do whatever they're doing with Hulu. That's a whole other subtopic. Um, the the idea of global releases as well. It's been that's been very fractured. Every division is doing different things. Every country is doing different things. We are seeing a lot of the internationals being released globally. But in some ways, they do need a, probably a little bit of organization to, um, yeah, okay, if you've got four, say you've got four French TV shows, you want to, the French division probably wants to prioritize how they put them out because they need it for their market. You know, the British ones, you know, we need to, you know, we've got British shows coming, you need to space them out as well because there's no point dropping stuff all at the same time. It's fi it just financially makes sense to spread it out a little bit more. But but when you put all of this together, you get, oh, we've got four shows from France and five shows from Latin America and three from Spain and seven from Korea and five from Australia and eight from Japan and 25 from India and some from Malaysia and Singapore and South Africa and Canada. And, you know, as it keeps going, it's like, oh, no, whoa, 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 hold on. We've got like, like 50 shows, 70 shows here. We need to like organize them <laughs> and so hopefully because they have said that they were probably going to be reducing how many they make but they are going to be um you know are they working because there's the big key thing was they needed local content to appeal to local people um so then we need british shows to appeal to a british audience we need french shows to appeal to a french audience that is true but then they're also going to be looking again are these shows making enough money we've got an upcoming one um sam saxon at the first german disney plus original we got um, we got the Good Mothers, an Italian Disney Plus original coming up. You know, there's all these different shows. Are they bringing in the audience? But also the legal requirement that they have to make for those countries. Um, 
we, yeah, I think we're just seeing now they're just looking at again the, the global expanse of going, whoa, 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 can we just like settle everybody down? <laughs> it's like we can't just keep making content as the way we were, right? And then again, um, bottom line being money, the the way that these shows are judged on that merit aren't going to be the same. Like you look at the Mandalorian, you expect it to bring in a certain amount of money, but if you're importing a show from uh, just a, a random arbitrary show yeah. from England, you're not going to be like, oh man, it didn't make as much money as Mandalorian. Out the door you go. Yeah. It, it, yeah. There's different levels of, of measurement on all these things. And that's especially true for uh, localized content going international. When they yeah. bring a show over from Germany and they release it in America, they're not really expecting American audiences to grasp onto it. Not everything can be Squid Game. You know, that that was kind of more flash in the pan than anything else. Uh, but if it if it can bring in enough to continue justifying uh, bringing in the content, then they will. Yeah. And uh, these these shows are generally going to be cheaper for them, too, because a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are not actually being made by Disney. They're just being picked up. It's like, oh, yeah. we see you're making a show that seems to fit our brand. Here is uh, some funding. You give us the show um, and other yeah. Otherwise, we just kind of keep our hands out of it. Recently, there was um, like here in the UK, um, the, the Disney UK kind of European media, um, the African one. They put it in their uh, company into company's house, and now we got we can see all the all the financial details. So it's about eighteen months kind of passed since they've gone in, and one of the key things in there was a little aspect of the fact that all shows are sold back to disney in america and you know each in like that company then get the uk company then gets paid by america because they want global rights for these shows the thing is it's that kind of catch-22 isn't it of that's you know in a, in the long term that's a great idea you know you 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 making a show like extraordinary we own the you know they own the rights the they have the global rights for it. The trouble is, was that what was happening, I think, was that all of that cost was being put on the American platform. So then when they were doing the Wall Street stuff, it's like, why are you spending all this? You, well, well, we've brought all these shows from Korea and UK and all the rest of it, and it's all showing up on their books. But the UK one is then getting it as a, as a thing paid for it. There's, again, it's all tech. It's all just shuffling around on, on spreadsheets. But those spreadsheets do they, they you know they're manipulating them a little bit in terms of it because it, it probably what's going to end up happening is they're going to end up licensing it rather than selling it and just kind of getting around it kind of in some other way. I, I expect we are going to see some shifting of how they do it. Like I said, a, a little bit. And like the, yeah. these these top level accounts, it is not a little bit. You're going for a, a full on deep tissue massage at that point where it's like they can do magic with numbers and. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I'm not going to pretend I understand. It. It, it's... <laughs> we're going to take all this tax over here and we're going to. <laughs> and, <then, laughs> and then it ends up being a write off on both sides. Or yeah. I, I don't. I'm, it, it's so high. This is why these guys get paid a lot of money yes. for it. it it's, and it's, and it's, it's crazy. It's all about using loopholes. But yeah, so there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on with this one. But generally, as a whole, a lot of restructuring. We are see, we're in a, a, an era of change right now. Um, I've seen a lot of people kind of getting a little bit panicky of like, and in some ways, it's. I feel like because Disney Plus is now like in its like what third or fourth year now, whatever it is, um, we've kind of got a pattern 
we've seen a pattern evolving and now we've got used to the pattern but this pattern is changing and it's that feel of like well where's it going and i think it's just constantly changing you know different people running it different decisions different strategies just because they have done it this way for the last two years doesn't mean that that's how they're going to do it for the next three years they're going to change the strategies things do change things do move around companies you know as much as we all like the stability of like the the regular of how they've done stuff in the past some of the stuff we want them to change they're change they're making some changes and i think we've just got to you know as long as we're getting the content that we like that's the core thing um but yeah, we are in a point now where Disney is in a massive restructuring, reorganization. And it's not just Disney. Warner Brothers is doing it. You're seeing it at Paramount, Netflix, Amazon. They're all restructuring. And just the, the glut of content that we had in the pandemic was unsustainable. It was just unsustainable. The amount of stuff they were making and the amount of money they were spending on trying to grow streaming. Yeah, Streaming grew explanation but it slowed down i mean it's like recently funko have had to get rid of bucket loads millions of funko pops into trash because they made too much in the pandemic because they were selling so many and it dropped i mean pentalon they they had a problem with they somehow thought people were going to keep buying indoor bikes when the pandemic ended when they didn't so things you know the pandemic ending kind of we had this big speed up and now it's like dropped off because it's actually just trying to get to an average of where it needs to be. But the, ultimately that average is still way above where it was to begin with. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, we it, it's all shifts and roundabouts and stuff. And it is, it's a very tricky situation, but things are just changing. And, you know, Disney, it's better that they change and adapt than just keep going the way it was because that's going to end up causing mass. They could not afford the way they were spending on content. Well, it, it's what you said before, you know, during the pandemic at the beginning um, and even before the pandemic, it was about growth and growth is dependent on you having content consistently every single week. That's part of the reason we were complaining about it so much back in year one was like, where's the content? Why should people be continuing to subscribe, et cetera? Um, but as many companies have learned and other companies will not learn from these lessons is growth stops at a certain point yes you will still get more subscribers etc but the that that graph stops going up and to the right quite so much and that's what netflix learned recently with the hard way was at some point everybody who wants a netflix account is going to have a netflix account or they are not and that and the, that's the end of the story and they've been playing their tricks to try and you know get the subscriber numbers up Disney is now kind of in the same situation where they're not doing as the, the stupid things, but the growth has plateaued and now they have to be in sustained mode rather than in growth mode, which as you were talking about means uh, focusing on pillar titles rather than on this just fire hose of <laughs> spaghetti. content. Yeah. <laughs> spaghetti on the wall or, you know, the, the shotgun approach as some people call it as well. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of thing. It's like, we are, I think, and the thing is, as well, is like if Disney are putting out, say, say six shows from the Disney Channel onto Disney Plus every month that are brand new, the concept of like what an original is kind of shifts a little bit. And also, um, it is the new content which brings people in. I know a lot of people want all the classic stuff, but the simple truth is, um, there's viewers there aren't aren't in the same numbers that are 
the new season of Secrets of Sofa Springs will have more people, what kids watching it, than a show from the eighties or the nineties. It's just it makes, and I, you can tell the fact of classic content was just not a, is just not a top priority for them. You know, you can just you can see it. It's just pure and simple of like that. It's not a priority because they know it is new is what pulls people in. And, and they've got the core, they've got the core films from Disney there and the core TV shows. And they're looking at it kind of going, you know, we, we need more, we need new stuff because that's what pulls people in. Those classic movies are what keep them there. Some random TV show from the 90s isn't going to add any more value to that package from the 99% of the audience. And I think at this point, um, for in terms of classic shows and classic movies, uh, I don't think people realize how much effort goes into getting them onto streaming because it's not just a matter of, well, you made the movie, just move the file over to the Disney yeah. Plus servers. Um, most of them have not been digitized at all. So you've got to go back and find the negatives if they even still exist, rerun it, reprocess it, probably fix the negatives, you know, color correct and all that. Or if it was digitized previously, it might only be in like 480p. It, it might have been made for DVDs. It's not meant for current 4K or 1080p content. And I guarantee you people, you, you put that 480p file up there and people are just going to be like, why is it so ugly? Why is it so grainy? Why are the pixels? And I'm like, because it's 480 yeah. and you're used to 1080. I've told this story before, but I'm going to uh, reiterate it. I uh, took some of our old family VHS tapes a number of years ago. We put them onto the computer for my parents to be able yeah. to watch them and you know on a modern monitor i think it was on 1080 it comes up and it's just just this tiny little yeah. box in the corner and my dad's like why is it so small it's like that's 240p dad that yeah. that's as big as it gets you know yeah it, and also as well i i, I do think disney are uh, there's a lot of stuff that's sliding onto other platforms like amazon and stuff from disney's back catalog and i can't help but feel like it's almost along the lines of right we've we've we digitized it. We've made it better. You know, we've done it all. But what we're going to do is we're going to sell it to another platform for maybe a year or two to cover the costs and make a little bit of money on redigital. And then they're probably going to bring it over when they, after they've made the money back. I, I think there's some of that going on with some of the shows. I think there's some of the stuff that they're maybe not putting out just yet because they're holding on with whatever's going on with Hulu. I think they don't want to put a lot of classic stuff onto Hulu and new i i think there's a there is there is stuff going on that we are not aware of at so many different levels of them trying to make money off it and yeah but i i i, I have heard a few people have said to me oh they this show's randomly time up on it so i'm thinking they're selling it to make it's like essentially we've read you know we're spending all this money on this old show we'll give it to like we'll sell it to 2b or somebody else for a bit amazon get the money back and then we'll put it on just because it's like it doesn't matter when it gets on there and I, I feel like there's a little bit of that going on there. They've worked out a way of like some of the maybe not necessarily the classic Disney stuff, but some of the, like the 20th century stuff. They they've worked a way of of making money on this classic stuff that's just not going to pull the audience in that yeah. in the way that we hope. But well, we we should specify we do get it. Everybody yeah. has that little niche movie or show that they watched as a child, and maybe they were the only person on the entire planet who watched it, but it was an important part of their childhood. And they want it to be available to have that little nostalgia uh, dopamine mm. kick because we all, we all have that movie or show. For me, it's like the cat from outer space. You know, I'm not going to sit around and recommend it to people because I know what kind of movie it is. But for me, I loved watching it as a kid, so I get that extra little bit from it. 
it is on Disney Plus. But for for other people, there are shows that they grew up with that are not on Disney Plus, and I understand their frustration because you want to have it there, but unfortunately, but also, it's yeah. just you. And also, I think another big issue is what kids want to watch now is now new now they they you know the whole thing of put you know i said like some people, oh i want to sit there with this show that i watched or that i liked yeah but your kid is not really they're not going to have the merchant the, disney will want them to play to play, watch the latest stuff so they can sell the merchandise and all the rest of it with it rather than um some show from the 90s or the 70s or something like that which they, they there is an aspect to it but also I know, like with my nephews and stuff, that you know, they want to what they all their friends are all you know, they all want the new, you know, they all want the new stuff. And I think, and also, it's made for them, it's made for their generation, it's made for these kids right now with modern sensitivities. It's, it's about them, it's and they're going to have that same, you know, and they've got, I mean, kids have got so much choice. It was funny, we were watching TV the other day, and someone came on, it was like a stop motion. An animated TV series from like the 60s, and it come on the theme song, come on, and I started singing. And my wife was like, How did it's like? Well, my dad made me watch it when we were, and it's like, turned out there was only 12 episodes of this series, and I still know the know the, the and it's like, Yeah, they just repeated it so much, but it's like some, some random 60s show from the 60s that I shouldn't really know, but yeah, I, I have that nostalgia for it because of, of what my dad, but it's mm -hmm. you know, you have these kind of things, but. Nevertheless, um, let's now shift gears and talk about a couple of this week's newest new releases. So first off, we got Chang Can Dunk, a brand new film that arrived on Friday. Um, at the time of recording, James has not seen this one, so he can't bring in his thoughts on it. Um, so I'm going to share my thoughts. So this one is it's a basketball film, and um, this kid kind of he's kind of reinventing himself, Chang, and he ends up making a bet with the local basketball team leader that he can dunk by in like a certain amount of time because he's trying to impress a girl but also just in general he wants to be a cool kid so i want to put this to you what do you think is going to happen um he, he's going to have he's a yeah, high school drama he, with he's, sport. he's gonna either have to put together a team or find his way onto a team it's going to have some training montages uh we're going to mix in some teenage romance drama um probably also because it's got uh an international element to it probably you know some overtones of that as well and then they'll have their game and either you know he'll he'll lose by a very little bit or you know he'll make the shot at the last second uh probably a dunk because it's in the title on the, yeah yeah right okay so you got probably <laughs> probably got about four out of five of them right yeah um so it does have a lot of that aspect a lot of the stuff you can see a mile away there are some um, interesting aspects of him with his mum who's working hard and the relationship between them that was a little bit more um i thought that was a nice touch to add that to it um kind of gave it a little bit more realism and you know there's a high school party with the cups and all the, you know and all the rest of it there's a point at though in the movie where um, I, it, you know, it, you, it said exactly what happens. It dunks, and, and, you, and you're like, wow, this, this did, did that move really two hours really go by like that quick? Like, I actually checked the time, like, I still got like an hour to go. And it's like, we had the stereotypical 
straight through, you know, how, and then from there there's a twist, and then the sh it kind of twists a little bit, and the downfall, and there's a social media aspect and a, um, a meme aspect to what happens, and you know, everything kind of goes wrong, and then he kind of eventually. Obviously, he learns from the experience. He's, you know, he's still, he's still training because he still wants to do it. And as you said, you know, that last moment he gets on the team, you know, it, you know, you know where it's going to come. But I did, I did appreciate the fact that they kind of went, they took a twist and shifted it and kind of came at it from a slightly different angle. Still get to the same place. Um, I wouldn't want to watch it again. Um, I think I, I think I give it like three out of five. But I appreciate that they tried to kind of, at some point, shift the story a little because it was very kind of run-of-the-mill, every stereotype you could fit. And we've talked about these in the past with these kind of movies. It, it, it was, it wasn't, I don't know if I would recommend it to everyone to watch, but um, just in general, I appreciated that there was this little twist. There was definitely a little twist to it, but... Um, was is it enough? I don't know. There's a reason why they're not they're gone straight to Disney Plus. But uh, the kid playing Chang, he's really good at it. Brings in an element of realism. It doesn't feel quite, you know, we said before about like these high school kids that look like 30. Um, you know, they've all got flash houses with swimming pools and drive the latest Tesla. And, you know, they've got, you know, even him just buying a phone wasn't was a, a problem for him and his and his mum. A little bit more, you know, they, they've got no money and and he's, I like the fact that it felt more real. It wasn't quite like, um, and I, I like that aspect. It, it felt a little bit more, they still hit all the tones along the way, but it, it felt a little bit more realistic. It didn't feel like a, a CW teenage yeah. show or whatever, or even like Big Shot, because that was yeah. one of the things with Big Shot was they're in a very upscale area yeah. of California. So all the, the main characters... Um, minus I think one had you know money, a lot of yeah. money and affluence and you know they had the backyard swimming pool and so forth so it's nice to have a, a different uh take on it yeah no, it was perfectly fine it's um I think I think it was it was a, it was a solid story it 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 had some good elements to it but it just, it wasn't it didn't blow me away but it, mm. it was fine it was good um, also this week and obviously a new episode of the Mandalorian so this one was the second episode um again james hasn't seen it yet but it is, and this is this kind of weird thing of like there are some aspects to this one which um most of it is about um going to mandalore and you've got bo-katan is a massive part of this episode um the two of them there's some fun scenes in it there's some amazing um if you're a fan of rebels there's one moment when they're in and yeah the whales well, the the whales were in episode one too, or at least the shadows of them. Yeah, was that, was, so, was that episode one? See, I thought that was episode two because that's the thing. Well, I, I'm not sure what you're referring to specifically. Yeah. There might be a scene in both, but in the first episode, there is a scene where um, Mando is sleeping in the cockpit yeah. and Grogu's up in the, um, oh, right. yeah. and he's and he's and he's doing like ooh, yeah. and and you can see the shadows of the whales in the hyperspace yeah, um, that's tunnel. I, I so, thought that was episode two. Episode. But um, yeah, so there's a whole thing of like, they, they go to Mandalore and um, there's a one moment where he goes into the water and there's something in the water, but it's so much more interesting than the alligator from from that first right. one. Yeah, if you guys remember last week, yeah. I was not overly impressed <laughs> with the alligator. 
visually it was amazing the, yeah. the the entire sequence was visually amazing and it wasn't the crocodile or alligator yeah. itself that i had a problem with but yeah okay yeah this this one has a cool one there's also the whole thing of like i'm um, grogu um having to go get bo katan to help and just seeing her in action was a lot of fun also the droid being scared was quite fun and then and kind of um obviously there was the whole aspects to this one it was again a really good episode loads of fun aspects to it proper proper star wars stuff but yeah i i'm really really enjoying this show and can't wait for you to watch it but let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below right on that note guys thank you very much for watching we'll be back next week with another episode and on that note guys thank you very much see you guys soon later later